There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the do I. Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the Power Chord Hour podcast. I am your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you with the August 2022 rundown of the show. Hope you are doing great out there. I cannot believe it. We're at another end of a month, and uh, I gotta say, though, I mean, it, it feels like uh, not too long ago I was doing that last rundown, and uh, I guess in a way it was, because that, that last one we did for July very, very late. I believe it was, uh, I mean, we were talking all about July, but I think I got that one out, like, I think it was like August 4th or something like that. I was, I was rushing to, uh, get to Virginia and had a lot of stuff on my plate that week. So, uh, just really, really, uh, kind of a, kind of a crazy rushed, uh, episode of that. So this time get to, uh, sit here and talk a little more. I'm not in a rush to, uh, you know, get to, uh, Richmond or anything like that. So, you know, if you, uh, I never know with these, I don't, I don't know the monthly rundowns. I enjoy doing them and it kind of gives me a, a chance just kind of go solo and talk. But, uh, I don't know if anyone like religiously listens to these or not. I don't, I don't have some kind of delusions that I'm like, yeah, you know, like no one really cares what guests I have on. They just want to hear me, uh, yap by myself for an hour and a half, you know, nothing, nothing like that. But if you do like, you know, like these rundowns and listen to them, you know, my apologies for the uh, last one. Cause again, I mean, I, I think I, I think I was doing that at like, I don't know. I think it was before midnight. It was before midnight. It was probably like 10 or so at night. I was doing that and still had to go to work and then was leaving for Richmond. So actually, I don't know if I got into this at all on any podcast since then. Cause we've had, we've had an episode or two since I've been back from uh, Richmond but uh, I was talking about it on there how I still had to go to work and I had to get ready and everything. But uh, this is this is how crazy. Like I mean, I d- I recorded that podcast. I got it up online. I then drove downtown here in Jamestown to go to the WRFA studios because I recorded that podcast at home. Got all my shit around to go to to Richmond. Ran down to the station. Worked for like I don't know like two hours or so, maybe two two and a half, something like that. Nothing crazy. I just had to kind of get some finishing stuff done before I uh, left, but I ended up being there till, I think it was like 2 a.m. I ended up being at the station until working, and uh, from there at 2 a.m., which uh, this was Thursday night into now Friday morning, you know, starting starting to become that uh, that that kind of uh, weird spot where everything started at Thursday night, but it is 2 a.m. on Friday now, and uh, I drove, I'm trying to remember, I think it was like 8 like seven or eight hours to Richmond, which I got to say, I'd never been to Richmond before. And for some reason I had looked on Google maps and I must've like just looked really quick and not paid attention or something. And I thought it was like a couple hours of a shorter drive than it actually was not that like really I've driven all around. I mean, I'm, I'm getting ready to drive from New York to Alaska here on uh, September 10th. So, uh, you know I mean? Driving, I don't really give a shit. I I've driven all over uh, America at this point. Like, drive, drive all around. Like I don't, I don't mind a long uh, drive. So that didn't bother me, but I was just trying to think I probably drove, I probably did like the halfway point, you know? So I left work at like 2am and, uh, probably drove till like six. 
it's this it's this weird thing if you've ever uh if you ever sleep in your car as i do quite a bit because i have a uh i have a nice large uh, back seat that i can take that actually i take the seats out i just drive around with my car with uh no back seat so i can just haul stuff and uh sleep in it and everything when i'm traveling but um the one thing about summer is uh the sun comes up quite early and i always forget how early it comes up but like I was doing really good timing driving that late at night, but like I wasn't even super tired. But at some point, because I knew I was going to be sleeping in my car, you got to think about when that sun's coming up. So it's like I wasn't tired, but 6 a.m. was rolling around and the sun was starting to rise. So I kind of like just stopped and I'm like the halfway point. I'm just like, all right, I got to sleep because you got to, you know, at least for me, I have to fall asleep before the sun comes up. Like as long as I'm asleep before that sun comes up, I'll I'll go to bed for a while. Like I mean, you're not you're not sleeping like an amazing straight eight hours, you know, in the back of this car. But it's like you know, I, I get a good night's sleep, whatever. But uh, definitely need to get that before that sun starts beating down on me. So uh, you know, stopped, slept for a while, got up, and continued my journey to Richmond, and uh, kind of just screwed around that uh, the rest of that Friday. I did not realize either. I mean, talking about like even now you realize it was like an eight hour drive. I didn't realize how close it was to the Blue Ridge Parkway. That I was going right by it. I uh, I don't know how I didn't realize that, but I was like, I had no plans for it. I've been on the Blue Ridge, tw- yeah, twice. I've uh, driven the entire thing twice, and uh, I love it. I mean, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous drive if you've never done it. And uh, great hiking, great view. That's what I love about it, though. Really, really good hiking, but also you can just jump on it and uh, just go get some really nice views like this time like I was I was getting to uh, Richmond to go see Tim Barry that Friday night and then uh, a veil play the next night with uh, my buddy Matt and uh, and shout out to him I mean it just such a such a great weekend I'm, I'm sure I'll get further into that here in a second but uh yeah so got up there went to the Blue Ridge Parkway for like a, I think I was on it for like maybe two hours two and a half like again just didn't it didn't know it was on the way, but I'm like, I can't not stop. Like, and at the time I was doing pretty good timing. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop on the Blue Ridge Parkway. And like, again, it was nice. Cause it's like, normally around there, it's like, I want to hike everything. And it's like, I didn't have time to do that, but I could drive, stop at all the pole offs, get some really, really nice views and uh, enjoy it. So it was uh, cool to get on there again, but I uh, did that real quick and then kept heading towards Richmond. And, uh, oh my God, I hit like Honestly, the worst rainstorm, I think I, I, I don't think I've hit a worse rainstorm than that. That was like, couldn't see in front of me. I was on the interstate and like just hydroplaning like a motherfucker. Like I was trying, I was trying to slow down. Cause like it came out of nowhere, like clear, clear as day. I mean, again, I was just on the Blue Ridge Parkway. It's not like I was up there and it was like storming. Like it was a pretty nice day. And then, uh, all of a sudden just out of nowhere, like, you know, going like 70, whatever, on uh, the interstate and uh yeah then that just hits and like you're trying to slow down but it's coming so fast and like I'm like hydroplaning trying to you know keep control of the car and stuff like I eventually just had to stop I I went and uh shout out Wegmans I found a Wegmans in uh which is so funny it was a Wegmans I apparently had been to a few years ago last time I was on the Blue Ridge Parkway actually and uh, it was it was all coincidence but like I stopped and I'm like why does this look so goddamn familiar? And then I looked and I'm like, oh yeah, I was, I was here a couple years ago buying groceries. Like, okay, so there we go. But uh, yeah, I ended up kind of hanging out uh, from the rain there for a while. But then I had eventually leave and I let it, I let it die down. But like I had went from having enough time to get to Richmond for the show 
to then being like, oh, fuck, like, I'm going to miss Tim Barry. So, like, I, uh, you, you know, once it started, like, clearing up, I left. I kept going. But uh, it was getting bad again for a while. It, it kept it kept doing it. So my uh, my second st- uh, stop, shout out Wawa. I stopped at a Wawa for a while and hung out as well. So uh, you know, just hanging out at some regional chains, uh, waiting the waiting the rain out. But uh, I ended up getting to uh, Richmond like perfect timing. Um, I missed. I believe there were two openers for that uh, for that show, and sadly missed them both. And uh, my buddy Matt was like speaking up really uh, highly of uh, the opener there. I cannot think of her name off the top of my head. Oh my god! You, I wish I, I wish I had this in front of me. I do not. But uh, she she had up, up there singing with Tim Barry and sounded uh, just really really amazing. R- was really bummed that I uh, missed her set, but uh, got there like just in time. Like just as Tim Barry was getting ready to go on. I mean, probably like five ten minutes before he played. I'd say. And uh, just got there, like basically got into Richmond, got downtown, found a parking garage like a block, actually not even a block over. It was like, I don't know, just like a turn, like you turn the corner and I was at the parking garage and uh, parked there, got into the show, found my buddy Matt and his wife, like just like all coincident, coincidentally, like I just, I kind of like walked up and I think I saw like the back of his head. And like, or no, I didn't. What am I even talking about? I think I was like standing just right behind them. And I can't remember if he turned or I kind of saw like, then I think I maybe saw like the back of his head. I'm like, it kind of looks like Matt. And, uh, and we were just standing right next to each other. So it was like, you couldn't ask for like better timing. Got in there. Tim started playing amazing, amazing show. He, uh, he just absolutely killed it. And, uh, I loved it because he kept having all these different people come up and play with him. And uh, just everyone sounded so damn good. And they were like, it was one of those things where it's really a testament to how good the musicians were. Because it's like, I mean, I'm sure they rehearsed to a point. But it seemed like a lot of like, he'd be like, hey, so-and-so, like, come up for this song. Or like, play this on here. Or come up and like, you know, throw some harmonies on this one. And like, they just, they like, at, at the drop of a hat just got up there. And uh, did such an amazing job. I mean, it, it was uh, it was amazing to uh, get to see him play and everything. And uh, really, I gotta I gotta go further into his uh, you know solo his solo records. Like I like Avail and I like Tim Barry, but like I uh, I gotta say like after seeing him and then seeing Avail the next day, I'm like I uh, I like them, but I'm like oh shit! Like I think I I think I'm really really starting to get now. I'm like I get why people really love this really love this band. And, uh, yeah, that, that dude, same with his, uh, you know, just his, his like solo songs, you know, there's like, there's those ones you'll hear live where I'm like, I'd never heard them beforehand, but I'm like, oh shit, that's a good one. And then like had to, had to go find them after and, uh, kind of just going off of a memory of like, you know, I don't know the name of that song, but I know I like, you know, like, I don't know, Google a couple words from the lyrics and stuff and find them, but, uh, a really good show there and a uh, really fun hanging out with uh, the whole crew with Matt and his wife his uh, wife's brother and uh, some friends up from Florida that uh, were hanging out and everything. Just really, really good time just hanging out with everyone. Everyone was just so much fun and uh, really, really cool. It, it, it's nice because, like, you, you really – I kind of I – I don't know that I take it for granted now, but I think one of the rad things of, like, doing this show is, like, it, it's pretty easy for me to find like-minded people, like, musically. Like, you know, because they kind of find me, you know, in a lot of ways. Like, I'll find people who find the podcast – because they listen to the stuff that I, you know, like play or the musicians that I interview and stuff. And it's really rad, but like 
you know, for so much of my life, I mean, the, the coolest people I've ever met were just from going to shows like other places. You know, I've talked about it a bunch on here, but like, you know, the Jamestown music scene from where I'm from, like, you know, we do, we do have a local music scene and it's rad, but like, you know, not a lot of like punk bands, like not a lot of like punk and alternative, a lot more like on the heavier side of things and more on like the jam band side and like acoustic singer songwriter, you know, and again, like nothing, nothing wrong with any of those. I mean, I, I, for WRFA, I mean, you know, I cover a lot of local music. So it's like, you know, we have a, we have a great local music scene in Jamestown, but like for me growing up, you know, for like punk shows and stuff like that, a lot of uh, me going other places, you know, we're going up to Buffalo or Erie or Pittsburgh or Cleveland or Rochester, you know, or, or making a further drive to Chicago or somewhere for a show. And, uh, you know, you just, you meet people there who I've never met anywhere else where you go like, you know, you do both know that kind of obscure pop punk band from the early 2000s or this one-off, you know, side project from this one guy and they made like one album, never did something again. And, it, you know, it's like conversations you can't really have with someone you just meet on the street. It's not it's not something just someone you randomly meet would probably know. But, um, you know, it, it just kind of reminded me of like like this trip, like going out there and shit, like just getting to hang with like-minded people who like, you all just, you all bond with, with music. And it's nice because I feel like even more in like, you know, something, something kind of niche, like punk rock, where it's like, if you like this one band, you kind of like everything, you know what I mean? Like, and and you get it with the smaller bands. I, I, it's another thing I'm sure I've talked on here about, I've talked to people about it forever, but I'm sure it's been brought up on the podcast. But like, I always think about it where it's like, I mean, Blink-182, don't get me wrong, they're they're honestly one of my favorite bands, like 100%. But like Blink-182 are like, are interesting because like, and I mean really any any big band, it's not just them, I think of them because, you know, they're one of my favorite bands, but like just because someone likes Blink, there's a lot of people who might like Blink-182 and we can agree on that, but agree on nothing else. Like, you know what I mean? Like we might like that, but they might like, it doesn't automatically mean that they like pop punk or this or that where like, if you like a man like a veil, it's like, okay, you like that band. Then you probably like a, B, C and D, you know what I mean? Like you, you can kind of go into that thing where like, you know, that's why I always think like fest does really well. That was one we talked about a lot when I was uh, down there. And I think a veil might even be playing that this year, but like fest is always good. Cause I'm like, if you like, I, I feel like no one would go there and only like, like three bands. Like if you like, a couple of the bands on the fest bill, you're going to like all of them. Like, I mean, you've probably heard of them, but even if you haven't, you're going to like anything you go see there. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, are there a million people there? No, but the, you know, a couple thousand who are there like, Oh, this fucking means everything. Like they love all those bands. They love everything about it. You know, it's a great weekend. So I feel like it's one of those things, you know, that that's kind of like what, what going and doing this remind me of where it's like everyone, everyone here is, you know, passionate, obviously, about a veil and shit, or, like, coming to, like, see them and everything, and it's, like, you know, you start talking to everyone, it's, like, not only can you bond on that, but, like, again, you start all these other, like, kind of rad, obscure bands that you know of that, you know, you know no one of who you can talk, you know, talk to about, you found them, you know what I mean? Like, right here, you can just sit there and fucking gush over them for hours and hours, and it's such a nice thing that, like, you know, I, I got for years out of, out of going to shows and also the internet. I mean, the internet is such a, you know, I mean, there, there's negative things with the internet, but one of the most positive I've, I've ever had was the people that I found, you know, that we bonded through music, but found online. I never would have found had we not, and this is, this is pre power chord hour. I mean, now I find really rad people, you know, I can, I can meet rad people just like right on, right on like, you know, our social media and stuff. But like, 
you know, I just remember in college, like bonding and meeting friends and stuff just on like Twitter because we liked the same music, you know, and it's like, and then I would like go places where it's like, oh, like you live in this city. It's like, I'll come to that city and we'll go see this band or we'll go, you know, like just different things like that. Even, you know, actually, I mean, Kyle and Zach, actually both of them have been on the show, Kyle, Steven and uh, Zach Gorsheski, who uh, we've not had on a long time, but I promise we, uh, we will have on sometime soon. I was going to have Kyle on over the summer and our, our schedules just, uh, didn't uh, line up, but don't worry. We have not, uh, we have not abandoned them. You know what I mean? They were on for so many episodes the first couple years of the podcast. And, uh, this year, you know, kind of, uh, well, not even kind of, they haven't been on at all this year, but, uh, yeah, not, a not a, uh, no bad blood or anything like that. So, so don't worry if you're going, where the fuck is Zach and Kyle? Don't, don't worry. The bad boys of Illinois are, uh, are, are still, are still kicking and uh, we'll definitely be on sooner than later. But both those dudes, I met online. I mean, both of them were people that I... I mean, me and Kyle have still never met in person, actually. We were going to hang last year when I went to Chicago. And uh, he was a little outside of it. And we never uh, ended up again just never uh, being able to. I mean, me and Zach have hung out a couple times. I've You know, I've hung out with his family. Like, I've, I've went to dinner with his parents. Like, you know, I've pet his dog and shit. Like, you know... All, all that good stuff. And it's like, you know, you bond over music. You meet each other online and it's like you just, you like the same music and you start talking about shit that again, like you can't just walk into a coffee shop and randomly talk to a person about, you know, the band Knockout from Chicago and how they should have been as big as Fallout Boy, you know, circa 2003 kind of thing. Like, you know, you, you can't do that. You got to go find those people. And uh, the internet, you know, definitely did that. And before, the, you know, I, I wasn't around for it, but like even when I talk to people and, you know, you kind of you kind of go like, what did you do pre-internet? But it's like, you know, they, they had that with with, uh, you know, even things back in like the 80s and 90s with like, you know, writing to each other, finding each other in like zines or like, you know, just again, good old going to shows, you know, meeting friends at, at concerts and shit like that, you know, go see no use for a name when they play your town. And then, uh, you know, you meet someone there in a, in a, I don't know, leg wagon hoodie or some shit and you go nice hoodie. And then you start talking and it's like, you like, you know, you, you both like 20 different of the same bands and, uh, you know, it's magical stuff. So, I mean, I, I feel like there's probably always kind of been something, but like, you know, anyone listening to this again, I, I'm sure can relate to all of this because you're probably also concert goers of the, uh, you know, kind of punk rock type and uh, know what I'm talking about, like niche bands and stuff like that, where it's like, you know, you, you can't, you, you're not just going to find someone on the street, you know, maybe you will. And that's really rad when that happens too, but more than likely you're going to find those people at a show. So, uh, yeah, so I got to, I got to kind of talk to people like that. Well, I was uh, up in Richmond, and uh, just such a uh, such a really good time up there. I, uh, I and again, I've, I've spent time in in Virginia for sure, not far from my first time there, but I'd never been to Richmond before, and uh, had a really good time. I mean, I and uh, you know, kind of kind of getting back, like as I was like telling you, like the craziness of getting up there. I was in Richmond for all of. I can't remember. I did the math the one day. I wasn't even in Richmond for 48 hours. So I got to Richmond Friday night around 7 o'clock for the Tim Barry show. And then the next day, Saturday, Avail was playing over the James on, a, I believe it's called Browns Island. And uh, like a like a little park they have there, or really a little island, because you, you had to get over there on a little like walk bridge. But um, they went and played there, and it's like, like a mini fest. I mean, there were like six bands on that. I cannot remember all of them. There was Ceremony, Cave-In, Quicksand, which I was excited for Quicksand. I uh, 
you know, I'll be honest, like besides Avail and Quicksand, I really wasn't familiar with the other bands, but uh, Quicksand and uh, Avail, I was looking forward to a lot. I mean, really like Quicksand, really, really looking forward to because I was going to go see them anyways in Buffalo. I think they're playing in October, I believe. I can't remember the date now, but uh, holy shit. I mean, Quicksand, Quicksand were amazing and so were Avail. I mean, they uh, they were they were both so goddamn good. I mean, they, uh, you know, I, I'd never seen either live and like, you know, quicksand was one where I was like, I never seen them live. And I'm like, you can just tell they're like, Oh, that's a band to see live. Like that's a band that like, I bet they've converted a lot of fans who just saw them, you know, at a show, like had not, had never heard them before, but saw them at a show and was like, Oh, I got to get into this. And, uh, my God, they were, they were fucking amazing. Like really, really cool. And, uh, same with the veil. I mean, they, uh, they, I don't think they played all of no, they didn't play all of Over the James, but I they had to have played just about every song off of it. They uh it, it was it was such a fun show. I mean, such a energetic, like, you know, every that's the other thing too, is you could you could tell like everyone on stage, like everyone in a veil was really fucking into it. Like everyone was loving it. They were enjoying it. Like you could tell like the hard work was like paying off. And they were they were already talking about like doing it the next year, which like honestly everything about it works so well. Like I got to, I got to say like everyone there seemed so appreciative that it was happening. All the fans seem to be really into it. Like, you know, the bands that they pick seem to work really well and they're kind of, they're doing something similar to it up in uh, New York city in like, I think, I think that's like in another month or so. And like dead guys playing the suicide machines and, uh, uh, I don't know, like another four other bands I can't think of. And they're doing like a two nighter in New York city. I think at Irving Plaza doing that. But like, yeah, they were always talking about next year doing another over the James show. And, uh, I, I totally, I'm like that, that should be a yearly thing. Like, you know, I, I think it's cool to see bands doing things like this. I, you know, I had Mark McMillan on this month from Hawthorne Heights and the story changes. And, uh, they just did their two, two of the three is for lovers festivals, uh, the, oh, just over this weekend here. And I was looking at video and everything and they looked really, really cool. The Kansas and Colorado ones looked like, uh, they went off really well. Like all the, uh, all the video is really good. Funny enough. Most of the footage I think I was seeing was from Laura Jane Grace. She played, uh, Kansas and, uh, she put up some videos of, uh, like Hawthorne Heights playing and Thursday and, uh, just really good. Everyone, everyone sounded really good. And I mean, you know, just curated really well. Like I, I really like these, I, I kind of say they're in the wake of Warp Tour because I think you really it was something you didn't see so much beforehand. And I don't I don't know maybe some will argue it has nothing to do with that, but like I just feel like the void of festivals. You know, you're seeing bands now do these where like you know they they'll do a one day fest or a couple day fest and stuff and like you know they curate it. It's bands they've played with over the years. You know, kind of mixed in with bands that influenced them and stuff. You know, like same with the is for lovers fest. And I'm like, you know, they're, they're playing with all their contemporaries and, you know, all the bands who, if you like Hawthorne Heights, you know, I mean, Bayside, Silverstein, census fail, the red jumpsuit apparatus, you know, like all, all those ones are coming up with, but then also having like Laura Jane Grace playing and having newfound glory playing and having the descendants playing and stuff, you know, and like the bands who you grew up listening to, like, I, I think that's, uh, that's really rad. You know, I, I like, I like seeing more and more of that, you know, and obviously I feel like the most obvious one with a punk and drublick, you know, them, them doing that, they've, they've made that now. I mean, goddamn, I, I went to it in 2018. I think that was the first year they were doing it, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, at the very least they've been doing it four years, maybe even five or so, you know, I might even be uh, leaving a year or so out there, 
But uh, yeah, you know, I I'm about them. I I enjoy them, and like, you know, it's uh, if you go to them, you kind of know that it's gonna be, you know, that you'll probably like what it is. You know what I mean? Like like if it's curated by that band and stuff, like I I think they're gonna get it. You know, and it's it, again, it's kind of like a celebration and a retrospective too, because it's like you're you're playing with a lot of bands who you played with over the years, and again, your influences and stuff. So I'm all about that. I really like seeing it, and like I I I thought too, like you know, going back to Avail, like just really really well put together, everything thought out in a way of like, okay, what do our fans like? What would our fans want to see if we were doing like a little mini fest in a park, you know, on a on a nice summer day? And it's like this is this is it. And uh, it was really, really rad. And uh, and then nice, too, after getting to uh, end it all by going and, and just the, the fucking roaring James River was uh, simply amazing. That was really cool to see after. You get, get all this, get hit in the face with all this punk rock and then, uh, you know, head on head on over to the other part of the park. It's like it's right on. I mean, it's right on the river. And uh, yeah, just getting to see the James River and everything. Really, really cool. And uh, shout out to Vinyl Conflict, which Matt sent me over to. And uh, what a great record store! That was really rad. I got some, uh, I got some good cassettes. I got one. I I got a vinyl conflict shirt, which uh, I absolutely, I absolutely love. I don't even know that I can uh, do it justice trying to explain it, but um, really, really good shirt. I think the back of it says "Too Legit for Cheesy Shit," and uh, yeah, and the front of it has the dancing or the laughing cow. Uh, whatever you call it, with the with the no with the no but it's like the bad religion crossbuster thing. I can't or the no smoking. I don't know. I can't think of the actual word of it. But uh, one of those things are over the uh, laughing cow, and uh, it is a great shirt that I, I also think I might have to uh, get it tie dyed soon. I don't I don't wear a whole lot of white t shirts, so I have to tie dye that shit. But uh, really fun going there and just hanging out. So we did the avail show. And then went out, partied a little bit with uh, everyone, and then I left at 2 a.m. Uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning. So if you're if you're keeping score, I got to Richmond around 7 p.m. that Friday, hung out all day Saturday into Sunday morning at 2 a.m. and uh, got my ass on the road and started heading home, and uh, was back in a uh, good old New York State on uh, Sunday at like I don't know like five or six, sometime in the evening. I got home. And, uh, yeah, like really, really quick, just trip up there, had my fun and, uh, you know, just came on back. And then also like, I forget how big Pennsylvania is as a state. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm right on the border. Like Jamestown, New York is like right on the border. Like I'm, I'm literally, if I want to be in Pennsylvania, all I gotta do is drive 15 minutes and I'm in PA. So, uh, you know, coming home, I went through Pennsylvania and fuck, you forget how big that state is. Like, I, I was hitting parts of it I don't know that I've ever hit before. And, like, I, I travel a good amount. I mean, I really, I'm going to Alaska because it's my last state I got to hit. I mean, I, I, I go all around quite a bit. And uh, even I forget. I'm like, there's parts of Pennsylvania. I'm like, I don't think I've ever been here. Like, a lot of times I hit places like that Wegmans I was talking about. You know, I'll go somewhere and go, oh, I've been to this Wegmans before. I, you know, this fucking Casey's gas station. Like, you know, I've, I've been here like three times kind of thing. And then here I'm like, oh, no, I've never been to this part of PA. But, uh, yeah, that was a really – that was just such a fun uh, weekend. Definitely one of the highlights of the summer. You know, I, I've said it I've said it on here a lot, but, you know, saving up for Alaska and everything and kind of rationing my uh, shows for the summer. You know, I got some good ones in, but I didn't go to tons of them. But uh, that was a really fun one. You know, that was uh, – I was trying to think, too. Like, I feel like I'm forgetting a couple, but – I got to see Jeremy Porter this summer up in Buffalo. 
uh, Hot Rod Circuit and Taking Back Sunday when they played Buffalo. Uh, Avail and Tim Barry, nice uh, you know double double header there uh, Friday and Saturday in Richmond. And uh, oh, got to see uh, the Flatliners, my buddy Joey Cobra. We went and saw them back in June. And uh, yeah, there's a couple others I'm forgetting. And there's some local ones too. I did uh, Whirly Bird Fest, which is a local fest here in Jamestown. I uh, did end up getting to go to that. It was a nice mix because they had comedy, music, art, and all that. So, like, you know, got to take some comedy in along with uh, some good local music. So, that was fun. I got to see some uh, rock band, you know, some nice local rock bands there. And like I was saying, I mean, we do we do have a good local uh, a local scene here. You know, I try to I try to like highlight. You know, I'm obviously Joey Cobra is on here a ton, and I play him a, a lot. But like you know, try to try to highlight more of, of the local scene to kind of like let you know what's going on in Jamestown if you're ever kind of curious like what music's like in my neck of the woods. But we do like we have good you know like kind of hard rock bands and more jammy bands and acoustic bands and stuff like you know nothing nothing wrong with them at all. But uh, yeah, kind of went kind of went there and and took that in. So I did have that, and then also I mean I uh, I do Arts on Fire show on WRFA, and we do uh, Arts on Fire live every every month where. Uh, we do a live hour with a band. They come in, play in the studio, and uh, I host it. And just like a little Q&A, nothing crazy. I mean, it's not – it's very different from the Power Chord Hour. When I get on here and it's like – I mean, I'll get on – you know, I can have someone on interview them for two hours. I mean, if the conversation goes two hours, we'll do two hours. Whereas that, it's live, you know, and there's parameters because you got to be done in an hour. And it's more music intensive. Like, you want the band to be able to play. So it's like, you know, I try to get on there and just ask a couple quick questions and like get the hell off, you know, like, all right, let's get back to the music kind of thing. But, uh, it's really fun, but I'm very lucky with that. Cause I mean, it's me and like the video crew, like we really don't have audiences in. we had an audience for one that we did a little while back, which I kind of liked. I kind of liked having the audience in there, but at the same time, it's kind of neat when it's just me, the band and the video crew. And, uh, you know, when I'm done, like, you know, here's the band. It's like, I just kind of go hang out behind the cameras and I, I literally like just get, it's me and like the two or three people working the cameras and lights in the room. And it's just a band playing to like four of us. And it's really cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know for the band. I think it's weird. And a couple of them have, have kind of, I, I give them credit because it's funny to watch. Like it's normally the singer's job, but like there's no audience and we're not clapping. Like, you know, like I myself, am not going to clap or the video can't, you know, the video crew, you know, it's just a live performance, but still there's that in between songs and it's very awkward because you don't have people cheering or anything. It's just silent, but I give props to them because it's funny because you watch, you watch normally the singer kind of flail and go like, Oh wait, like we, you know, like you don't want dead air. So like, you know, they'll start, start talking stuff. Like it's a, uh, you know, like, like they're playing a bar or something and talking about like, you know, this next song's about so-and-so or this or that. And, uh, you kind of make it like a VH1 storytellers kind of, and, uh, I really like it, but like, again, it's funny watching them you know, kind of in real time because it's live, just try to figure out what the hell to say, you know. I mean, mine's kind of the same thing. I mean, I don't I don't really write out a script or anything. It's kind of just ad-libbed off the top of your head, you know. I mean, you, you write little bullet points and go, hey, make sure you mention this and this, but it's just kind of getting in front of the camera and just being like, okay, you know, like we got this and that and stuff. And, you know, I mean, I, I have the interview questions ahead of time. I do have that part, but, uh, you know, some, sometimes I'll try to think of a question while I'm up there, but again, like I'm trying to do it real fast. So it's not, it's not like on here where it's like, follow, you know, if I can think of a follow-up question, I'm going to ask you the follow-up question on, on there. It's kind of like, ask the question 
and get the fuck on to the next thing, you know, but, uh, it's, it's very fun to do as well, but I've gotten, you know, just thinking about like concerts and stuff, I've gotten to see some really rad, uh, groups come play there to like, again, just me and the video crew. So, uh, that's always, that's always really fun. So, you know, not, I didn't get a million, you know, shows in this summer, but I did get some, uh, some pretty fun ones in. I, it is, I am sad though, cause September, there's some great shows going around, uh, playing like all around the area here and you know, I'll be in Alaska. So, I mean, which look, I'm not complaining. I'm going to fucking Alaska. So that's pretty rad. Like, I mean, I, I can't, I can't say that like, it's a bad thing. I'm stoked. I'll be there, but, uh, you know, like missing, I'm, I'm leaving like the same day is for lovers fest and four chord music fest and uh, a bunch of other ones. I think I will be able to catch Hawthorne Heights and story of the year next month or next week at the uh, town ballroom in Buffalo, which would be rad. I don't even remember the last show I saw at the town ballroom. Cause I was thinking about it. And, uh, cause they have a smaller room. There's a town ballroom and then there's like, I forget what it's called. The leopard lounge or something. It's a cool room, but it's, it's the small, you know, town ballroom say is like 800, a thousand cap, you know, the side room is probably like 200 cap kind of deal. But like, I was thinking about it and the last couple shows I saw there were in the small room. Like the last show that I ever recall seeing at the town ballroom was in that small side room and it was, uh, John K. Sampson and Craig Finn. And that was like October of 2017. So that was five years ago. As far as seeing a show in the big room, I don't even remember. Like, I, I honestly can't recall. I know I went there in 2018. Yeah, 2018 to see uh, it was Less Than Jake, Real Big Fish, and Direct Hit. And uh, I was supposed to be, I can't remember whose guest list, but I was supposed to be on one of them getting that sweet, sweet radio comps, um, you know, trying, thinking I'm going to get in and see them for free. I drive 90 minutes and this is a sold out show. That's the other thing. My, my, my cheap, I'm cheap, but I would have bought a ticket, but they're like, yeah, you're not on the guest list. You're like, you're not on any of these guest lists or anything. And it was like, oh fuck. And it's like, I know who to contact or what. I mean, I could contact the PR guy, but it's like, you know, he's going to answer an email in real time. Just like, ah, fuck it. And I, you know, I ended up leaving. But, uh, yeah, that was sad because I really wanted to see that show. And uh, I couldn't even buy a ticket. You, you drive, like, 90 minutes. It's like, I can't I'm not on the guest list. Like, here, let's buy a ticket. It's like, no, you can't do it. It's sold out. So it's been a very long time that uh, since I've been to a show up there. I'm not sure if they're playing the big room or the uh, small room of the town ballroom. But I'm thinking I can go catch Hawthorne Heights and Story of the Year before I leave, which uh, makes me stoked. But, uh, yeah. Kind of, uh, just kind of doing that, getting ready for, uh, Alaska. I, uh, it'll be three weeks. I have a week to drive there, a week to hang out there, and then a week to drive back. And I'm uh, looking forward to it. And I'm going to go hang out with my buddies in Minneapolis before I, uh, head over into Canada via North Dakota, which, uh, I was trying to figure that out. Cause I live again, like I'm really close to, uh, Pennsylvania. And also I'm like, I live like maybe 90 minutes from uh, the Peace Bridge in Buffalo over to the Canadian border. So, I mean, I, I can be in Canada in like 90 minutes, but uh, it's a lot close. It's It shaves quite a bit of time off if I go if I go into Canada through North Dakota. Um, I, I still can't fully figure it out. The only thing I can think of is that uh, there's a lot of like maybe back roads you have to take during those. I know I, know I drive Route 66 a lot, and uh, sometimes I don't think about when you look at the route and you go like, you know, if you take Route 66 from, say, Springfield, Illinois to Chicago, Illinois, 
I mean, if you're on Route 66, it's take like hours. And then it's like, oh, it's only a few hours away if you like drive the interstate. Like it's not that long of a drive. So I think it might be one of those things where I don't know that there's like a really fast route. You might just have to go through like, you know, small towns and stuff, go like 35 miles or whatever the Canadian equivalent of 35 miles an hour would be. Um, so I'm thinking it might be that. That's all I can really think of as to why it would be so much longer. But uh, I'll go through there, give me an excuse to go hang out with some friends in Minneapolis and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to driving. I mean, like Canada, I mean, I've been on, you know, like the Canadian side of Niagara Falls and I've been to Toronto and stuff. But, like, that's it. Like, I really haven't gotten to see the uh, the rest of it. I, I was very sad because I got to say, I uh, like the last year or so, I started watching Corner Gas, which is a really good uh, old Canadian sitcom from, like, the early 2000s. I just became privy to it, like, a year or so ago. But I really, I really like it, and I kind of... I, I was like, I, I had seen something that they kept the buildings up that they, that they like the, the exterior locations that they filmed and stuff. And it, it was like all still up. So I'm like, oh, I wonder where it's at. And I looked and I'm like, oh, I go in and it's in somewhere in like Saskatchewan. And I'm like, oh, I go right in, like right up near North Dakota. And I'm so stoked. And then I go look something up just kind of for some reason, I'm just like, Oh, I, like, I knew it was there, but something was like, let me Google something about it. Hey, look, it got demolished in 2016. I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going now. I Well, actually, if it's close enough, I'll go look at the empty lot where it once stood. I mean, I'll still do some shit like that. Like, I'll go take a picture of an empty lot. But uh, I was sad because I was like, oh, that's so rad. Like, I want to go see, you know, I, I, like, I like little things like that when you're traveling. Like, go see landmarks from, like, movies and shows and stuff. Even music videos. I've been places where I'm like... Oh, they shot a music video that I've been, uh, actually I saw a movie where Blink-182 filmed the damn it music video. Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. It was actually pretty good, but I went there cause I'm like, Oh, they recorded, they, they did damn it in there. I got to go see what it looks like. And it was rad. Cause actually the movie theater still looks quite a bit like it did, uh, back in the nineties. It was like 20. Yeah. Cause they did damn it. That video was probably recorded like 97, 98 and I went to it in 2016. So you know, almost 20 years later, it was pretty neat how uh, it still pretty much looked the same. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of getting ready for that Alaska trip. I uh, I was originally going to try to book some, uh, you know, get guests like banked away and give you episodes while I'm gone, but was uh, not able to do that. I, I was reaching out to people. We had some booked, but a lot of them just couldn't, which, you know, to, to really no fault of their own. Like, again, I, I, I got to leave. I got to be done by... Really, I'm leaving September 10th, and I might leave a day or two earlier. And also, I would have to have that, you know, that's why I'm leaving. That's not get the interview done, edit it, get an episode produced, and get it, like, ready to go. So, uh, you know, all that I need to get done earlier. And just, you know, schedules schedules didn't work out. I mean, I'm sure there are people I'll be uh, talking to or reaching out to once I get back in uh, October. But, yeah, we, we weren't able to make it work out. So we're going to have, obviously, this episode you're listening to now and then uh, we do have one next week with Komodo's, uh, this great New York City band, which uh, very, very new. They uh, they just formed earlier this year and have their uh, debut EP coming out in November. But I just talked to them last night, had a really fun time chatting with them, all five members of the, uh, of the band. That is the most guests I've had on one episode, hands down. I, uh, I've interviewed a few full bands before, but they were literally... Um, duos. I don't think I've, I don't even think I've interviewed a full trio band, but it worked really well. Even with all five of them, like everyone worked really well. People weren't talking over each other, like nothing like that. Like we had a really, uh, a really fun time talking to them and getting a like New York city scene and everything. So we'll have that for you next week. And then after that, there'll be, 
I, I'm going to say a four-week break. I'll be gone for three weeks, but I mean, you know, I, I don't know how fast I'm going to be getting back to, uh, you know, number one, even finding a guest for that first week back, or even doing a solo one. I might still be shot, so, you know, we'll be taking a four-week break. We'll be back, uh, you know, early October there, but uh, it'll also it'll give me time, too, to, you know, I mean, last week, too, was our first uh, not, we didn't have a, we did a new radio show last week, no, no guest or podcast last week, though. And that was the first time to not do an episode all year. I mean, we made it We made it to like August, I think it was 22nd would have been last Monday. And we made it all the way there with, uh, with a guest every week minus the monthly rundowns. We would have guest every week for you in a new episode. But, uh, you know, ended up same thing. Just didn't work out with guests and was going to try to have Komodos on a little early. And, uh, you know, they just couldn't do it. So I got it done yesterday. So, uh, yeah, last week it was just, you know, I didn't really want to do it because I knew we were taking a break for Alaska. I was like, well, you know, we're taking a break here in a couple weeks. I hate to take another week off. But, you know, there's really nothing, unless I just jumped on solo real quick and stuff. I was like, there really wasn't anything. So I'm like, all right. And for a minute I was holding out hope, like a last minute one. I was like, well, maybe we won't get a new episode Monday, but maybe I'll have a guest, you know, like Wednesday or Thursday. But uh, obviously it didn't work out because there's no new episode but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it took us quite a while, though, I got to say. I mean, most, you know, the last couple of years doing the podcast, I mean, there's there's months where, uh, you know, I, you go, I could go a couple of weeks without having a guest or something. So I would say not a bad uh, run before we before we had to uh, kind of hit in the realm of, uh, you know, running uh, running low on guests at least for the second. But I uh, the rest of the year, I'm sure I'll have some great ones. And I, I'd love to know, I mean, who, who you would like to hear on the show, you know, as I'm kind of getting ideas and revamping stuff while I'm off for the uh, month, you know, hit me up, powercordhour at gmail.com. And I mean, if, uh, you know, someone jumps to mind, let me know who you'd like to uh, hear me talk to, you know. I don't mean that so much as email me your band and go, oh, you should have my band on. I mean, it was like you, you the listener, what bands would you like hearing me interview? You know, kind of, kind of let me know and we will, uh, you know, kind of go from there. But uh, let's get into some new music for uh, August. There was some good stuff, so let's get into that now. And we'll kick it off with, I mean, my favorite of the month and one of my favorite albums of the year, No Win, with their album, Dodger Stadium. I mean, talking to uh, Danny and David of No Win was just such a blast. That album is so, so good. I have, uh, I've loved it since I uh, heard it a little while back there. And, uh, I mean, just, I, I could say a million things about it, but I won't, you know. I mean, hell, on top of having them on... Earlier this month, I had Joey Cobra on, you know, we're talking our favorite uh, records of 2022 so far, and uh, I talked about this one quite a bit, but really good record. If you've not listened to Dodger Stadium yet, I would definitely change that. Another really good one, the OCs with another record, A Foul Form. I'm really enjoying this one. I uh, I really only discovered them a couple years back, and I mean, I don't, I don't play them tons and tons on the show. I like them, but I've just, there's so much, I feel like they're one of those bands where, it's kind of like guided by voices where when you get into them, you almost get overwhelmed to the point of, because there's so much music to check out that then you almost, you don't check all of it out. You know what I mean? Like I kind of, I find the things, I find the things I like and I stick to them and then don't go further in just because there's so much goddamn music. But uh, this one's quite good and I'll play something off it for you here in a second. New music from the Flatliners, their new album, New Ruin. Really good stuff right there. It was great seeing them live earlier this summer with my boy Joey Cobra. Uh, Komodos, like I was talking about, I'll have them on the show next week. 
Their debut single came out this month, Narciss, and uh, definitely give it a listen. Really, really good. Another single from the Atlantic Union Project, soon to end, and I believe they do have a new record coming out here very soon. So uh, you'll have more new music from them coming up. Uh, Fiddler back with a new one, Fuck Shit Up, their new single. I uh, I don't know. I've seen I've seen some people really really like it. I'm I'm kind of like I'm on the fence about it. I mean, new fiddler music. I wanna I wanna let you know about it either way. But I'm kind of like I was I was in a way hoping for like more of the early stuff, but uh, kind of kind of more. I feel like in the vein of that uh, last record, almost free. I believe it was called from uh, 2020. I wasn't I wasn't as into it. It was kind of like like I feel like the Beastie Boys have always been an influence on them, but, like, kind of, they're almost going for the Beastie Boys thing. I'm like, but you guys aren't the Beastie Boys. But still, not a not an awful song. You should uh, listen to it if you're a Fiddler fan. I mean, I don't I don't think the song is going to change your, your opinion on the band if you weren't, if you didn't like them before. But I think if you like them, there's something there for you. So uh, there, there's a single, and I'm sure they'll have more uh, sometime coming up. The early November put out a new single called Dennett, and it is uh, off their new album, 20, which will be coming out this October on Pure Noise Records. Uh, pretty good one there. I mean, I know the I know this song as well as uh, the rest of the album are like old, I think, songs that were either... Actually, I don't know if any of them were completed. They're all kind of like in the demo stages and stuff. And I mean, there's like, you know, rough uh, recordings that have kind of floated around the internet now for like 20 years. But uh, this is them giving them actual, you know... The, the full studio treatment, studio recordings, you know, fully produced and all that. So it should be interesting to uh, hear the whole thing. But that song's really damn good. So, uh, you know, kind of the same thing like with Fiddler. It's like with the other November. I mean, it's not going to, you know, I feel like change the world. But if you're an early November fan, I mean, goddamn, it's a, uh, it's a good song. And uh, Tim Barry, I mean, just talking all that, Tim Barry in a veil. He just put out a new record called Spring Hill. I'll play something for you off that here in a minute. Our buddies in Armor for Sleep have a second single off their uh, upcoming record out September 9th. The uh, new single, Whatever Who Cares. And uh, that one also has a music video. So music video and single. They also put one out last month. So uh, some new Armor for Sleep. And my God, is it good stuff. And uh, the Interrupters, they got a new one, which I've been waiting for since uh, 2018. Their new record, In the Wild, is out now. And uh, we'll kick off this little block of music here right now with something off that. This is the opener, Anything Was Better, right here on your August 2022 rundown of the Power Chord Hour podcast. I felt invisible, but everyone was staring at me. I felt alone, yet smothered, like no one would let me be. I felt the yearning, like a burning, too hot to overcome. Cause anything was better than where I was from. I met a band, they played a show, now we had
Another sunny morning, panic attack without warning. It's only 9.15. Why does it feel so late? Montreal or Vegas, do you know how much I crave it? And how badly I want to be back at home. Fictionalized, boy, they don't exist. And I don't hate you, I hate the idea that you're still here, ringing in my ear. Right here on the August 2022 rundown of the Power Chord Hour podcast, that was Tim Barry with Cab 13 off his new album Spring Hill. Before that was the OCs with Social Butt off their new album A Foul Form. And opening up that block of music was the Interrupters with their album opener Anything Was Better off their new album In the Wild. Alright, a few little pieces of music news, and then we'll be done with this one for you. Our friends in Cluttered are getting ready to release a brand new EP. They announced earlier this month they have a new EP coming out, Transgender Dystopia Blues, will be out October 6th. Uh, recently, they just put out their uh, Enemy Us split with a talk show host, which we uh, we talked to uh, Maddie and Chris from Talk Show Host all about uh, doing that split and was uh, really, really fun. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, Cluttered was a band who I was not familiar with before uh, doing that interview. You know, I, uh, I was privy to Talk Show Host and uh, had been listening to them for a couple months before we did that interview. But uh, like the really rad surprise in all of that, not even surprised, I just didn't know of them but uh, was cluttered, this really, really solid uh, pop-punk band 
from up in uh, Halifax in Canada. And uh, hopefully they get down here at some point along with a talk show host. And I can't, oh my God, off the top of my head, I cannot remember. I believe both of them are playing Fest this year. I could be totally wrong. I mean, obviously all you do is look it up. I just know in front of me. But, um, you know, I'd love, I'd love to see both man's talk show host and cluttered, but I'm looking forward to this. I mean, they are, Maddie Grace is a prolific, prolific songwriter. I mean, on, on top of just writing all these cluttered songs, I mean, they've only been a band for like either 2020 or 2021. They started and they already have, this is like their fourth EP or something. And, uh, Maddie, I know also she just started another band and, uh, has like a million other side projects. I think she kind of will play with it. You know what I mean? Kind of also do kind of the Mikey Erg thing where you like, will play with everyone in the sun, you know, under the sun. So, uh, really rad. She's kind of like Canadian Mikey Erg in many ways. Um, another, another guest of the show this year. And I know he's playing fest as well, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. You know, people, uh, you know, I, I see this argument a lot. Because, uh, you know, currently, I mean, pop punk, there's kind of, I feel like, I mean, I guess there's more than like two worlds of pop punk, but I mean, there's, there's pop punk as it has been and all as I, as it always has been. And it's continued on throughout the years and never stopped. And then there's like the pop punk that is like kind of come back in the mainstream, the machine gun Kelly kind of pop punk, if you will, that like, you know, is, is really it's not it's not a thing that's been going on forever it's not this organic thing it's not a grassroots thing it's like it's a it's kind of a nostalgia grab of a sound that was popular you know 20 years ago or whatever and uh you get fucking travis barker to play drums on uh on all of it and produce it but like you know it, it i i see people and if you can't tell i'm not a fan of that of that whole like that world of pop punk now, which is just like, you know, it's top 40 music with like distorted power chords, you know, under it. Like it, it basically what it is. And, uh, you know, but I see a lot of people like defending it going like, we should be happy. It's putting pop punk back on the map, this and that. And I'm like, fuck that. It's putting like awful pop punk on, on the map. It's putting terrible music from terrible like musicians and bands who like, I, I mean, they, it's not, it's not like these are like, again, these are not people who were cutting their teeth playing to like 10 people when no one gave a shit about pop punk you know what i mean like it's kind of like the ska thing where it's like you know ska's like coming back now which is awesome but i mean like i give such huge props to the bands who were around for the years where ska wasn't the big thing you know what i mean it was it wasn't it wasn't that you know there were a handful of bands who were even playing the genre it seemed like you know who weren't bands who were you know kind of grandfathered in from like the 90s and stuff and it's kind of the same thing now where it's like you know, props, you know, there's a lot of great pop punk bands like cluttered out there, like talk show host, you know, and I mean, paying respects to, you know, some of the great classics like enemy you. And it's like, that's, that is like, that's what you celebrate. You should be celebrating the good pop punk that's out there right now doing something, not because someone wrote a shitty song that kind of sounds like blink 182 and it's being played on the radio. Like, fuck that. Like that doesn't, that does nothing for a genre. Like I hate that defense. Like, Oh, well it does. It does. all. It's like, not really. I mean, like, like, sure. I'm totally with you. Maybe someone will use that as a gateway and will then get into punk rock. And if that's the case and that's rad that that was a vehicle they could get people to, but like, Again, it also doesn't mean that that you need to celebrate somebody writing really, really shitty music, um, you know, that just so happens to be popular. Like, I, I don't know, that's that's a weird one. It's also kind of set because I forget who now, but someone just released an album. I don't know their name, but 
I know they kind of had a bunch of like singers kind of from the scene and kind of like the early 2000s pop punk world uh, playing on there. And I mean, I, I know that's that's real specific because a new album comes out every month that uh, is like that. But like, I, I just heard something off. And I'm like, this is fucking awful. Like people are like, like again, like everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't be negative about this and like blah, blah, blah about pop punk. And it's like, no, not really. This isn't, this isn't like... It's something different. You know what I mean? It's something It's something totally different. So fuck that shit. Go listen to the new Clutter EP because I know it's going to be dope. And uh, also, I mean, go go look up like the million and, and two bands that uh, Maddie is in because Maddie is in because she is uh, she's always just fucking doing something new. And it's always really good, too. It is uh, always good stuff. So uh, I'm happy that I'm now privy to a Cluttered. And uh, I can also let you in on them. So there's a little nice music news. A uh, another one, and I think this is interesting. You know, talking talking more of uh, you know polarizing things. Uh, Jerry Only of the Misfits. He has announced that he'll be releasing his debut solo record called Antihero on October 28th. I mean, what could you could you release in another month via uh, Misfits Records? And uh, I, it's hard to believe, but that is going to be his first solo album. I mean, of all these, after all these years, obviously he, uh, you know, he took over singing duties and, uh, I mean, really, I guess, songwriting duties as well for uh, the Misfits throughout, you know, like the 2010s and, and I guess into the 2000s and stuff before that. But uh, I don't know. It's like some people, some people have seen kind of, you know, talk a little shit on it or whatever, you know, as uh, as people sometimes do with the Misfits and including uh, post-Danzig era Misfits. But like, I'm actually kind of excited to listen to this album because in my opinion, if you listen to a lot of the Jerry Only era Misfits, like maybe I'll get shit for this, but like, it's not that bad if you like, look at if you want Walk Among Us, if you want it to be the Misfits, that's the problem. It's not It's not really what we know and love as the Misfits. I, I honestly think it's one of the biggest problems. If it was just Jerry only kind of doing his thing on the side, I honestly think people would like, like it a lot more. Like, I mean, is it groundbreaking? Is it revolutionary? Is it as good as Static Age? No, but, like, there are good songs on, like, The Devil's Reign and stuff where I'm like, I mean, if this wasn't the Misfits, if this wasn't billed as the Misfits, I think people would enjoy it. Like, I, I think people would like it as something that, you know, is influenced by it or by the guy from the Misfits kind of thing. You know, I mean, really, it's kind of like with Doyle. I mean, Doyle obviously has his career and, you know, puts out music and stuff besides just in the Misfits. And it's like, I think people kind of, you know, they like it for that reason. It's like, it's not Doyle trying to kind of sell this off as a Misfits. It's something different. You know, I mean, it's Doyle from the Misfits. So I don't know. I'm, I am interested to hear this. Like, again, I, I feel like there's people who, uh, you know, have kind of had a field day with it, right? Which you would, you would assume. I mean, the minute you see that, that Jerry only is releasing a solo album, you know, there's going to be people doing a little shit talking on the internet. But, uh, you know, like, like I said, honestly, I, I'm interested in hearing it. And I mean, also it's like, it, you know, again, it's like if he was trying to do another Misfits record, including now that the original Misfits are playing together, it's like, I, I don't know. I think that could be an issue, but it's like he's doing he's doing a solo thing by himself. It's like I would actually be interested in hearing this. I mean, I, I get I get the idea. It'll probably be a continuation of like, you know, the uh, 2000s era Misfits, you know, with with Jerry only on lead vocals. But like, again, if it's not billed as that, I feel like you could enjoy it more. Like, I almost wonder if there won't be more people who can listen to this and at least go like, oh, it's a fun listen. Like, even if it doesn't become your favorite record, at least listen to this one 
and not like with like the devil's reign and go like, this is not the misfits, you know, listen, listen to this as like, Oh, I mean, it's Jerry only's thing. It's like, you know, again, is it, is it going to be your favorite album of all time? Maybe not, but it's like, you may end up liking it more. So, you know, I, I think a lot of bands fall into that though. I mean, there, there's so many of them where it's like, you know, if the album was just under a different name and it wasn't being sold as blah, 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 it's like, I, I think it would have been so much bigger. And I think a lot of people who didn't maybe like it originally would like it, you know, if it was under something else. So kind of my views on that, you know, maybe, uh, who knows, come in, come in October when uh, we're doing the October rundown, they will play something off that. But again, I, I'm kind of, I'm interested in it, you know, I'm not, I'm not going in with super, super high expectations. But uh, I like to hear like fast, fun, kind of campy, you know, punk songs from Jerry only, you know, and I don't think his voice actually sounds all that bad either. I, I think he's kind of a good crooner, to be honest. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that. You know, I will. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And also, I mean, a great again, great time to release it. I, I'll definitely be playing that stuff on this uh, year's holiday episode. And one last piece of music news for you before we go. This one, uh, I'm looking forward to this. For the past few years, Martin Scorsese has been working on a brand new documentary on David Johansson and is about to premiere at the Lincoln Center in New York City for a film festival. The uh, documentary is called Personality Crisis, One Night Only. It centers around David Johansson and a show that he did in 2020 in his uh, Buster Point Dexter persona. So uh, it's going to be playing, if you're in the New York City area, it'll be at the Lincoln Center September 30th through October 16th. And here I'll read you a little bit from the uh, promos here. In Personality Crisis, One Night Only, Scorsese and co-director David Tedschi, with the help of cinematographer Ellen Cross, Luminously captured the entertainer's January 2020 Cafe Carlisle set where he performs as Poindexter singing the Johansson songbook, bringing downtown irreverence to his storied uptown joint. Presented alongside with new and archival interviews, the concert is marvelously intimate and a testament to both a lost New York and a performer who remains as fresh and as exciting as ever. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, that is... He's the last man standing in the New York Dolls. You know, there there is no more of them. Sylvain Sylvain actually, you know, I mean, sadly passed away last year, and that's that's about it. He truly is the uh, the last of that. I mean, you know, you look at you look at the proto punks, and there's not a whole lot left. You know, you look at the Stooges. You know, you got you got Iggy and James Williamson. You know, look at like the MC5. Look at the New York Dolls. I mean, you know, only only a few remain from all those bands. And, uh, you know, I, I think something like this, he, he's, you know, David Johansson, someone, someone who's interesting to me because I mean, obviously Buster Poindexter, which, you know, I, I don't know, I guess it depends how you look at it I, is obviously like a big reason that he's well known. Like that's probably mainstream wise. One of his most, well, like in, in music circles, it's New York dolls, you know, I mean, really being a, uh, a, you know, godfather of punk rock. And I mean, really an important figure in glam rock and everything, but, um, you know, Buster Poindexter, obviously from the mainstream perspective, I mean, sold a shit ton more as well, you know, hot, hot, hot more than, uh, anything that the uh, New York dolls ever did. But I mean, like, you know, one, one of those people where like, you know, yeah, I mean, he had some mainstream success with that, but like, as far as the side of, we need to give him more credit and he, he should be probably highlighted more as like, I mean, you know, again, someone who is really a part of something really, really important in music, you know, I, uh, I don't think it gets brought up enough. And it's one of those things too, where again, like not to be morbid, but like talking about like being one of the last ones, it's like, we need to, 
you know, celebrate celebrate these legends and stuff more like while they're while they're still here. Not some shit where David Johansson dies, no one's left in the New York Dolls, and then we start kind of giving them props. You know, like I, I think things like that are always crazy. Like waiting till you're dead to kind of do that. So I'm like, you know, th- th- I think this will be neat, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested. I mean, it's it sounds like it's a little bit of both. I feel like the focus is more on David Johansson's life and his career in music more than just straight up New York Dolls. But I mean, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to the most is is the uh, New York Dolls side of things and kind of just hearing more about it. You know, I mean, I feel like I feel like most people watching that will feel that way. Again, that's kind of the interesting thing of him. Like like Buster Poindexter sold the most of anything he probably ever did. But as far as someone who's going to go see this movie. They probably want to know more about the New York Dolls. You know, I, I think it's probably more of the interest of the of the kind of film goer who would uh, go see this one. But I'm looking forward to that either way. I mean, I don't I don't know any like release dates or anything like that once it's uh, done at the film festival. But you know, fitting place for it to play as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. You know, he uh, I always forget too. He has like uh, David has a, a radio like a weekly radio show. It's called like Mansion of Fun or something on a Sirius XM. And I always forget. Well, I guess I as I'm saying that I remember I don't have Sirius XM, so that's probably why I've never listened to it. Because I'm like, you know, I never get around to listening to it. But I'd like to uh, hear it. He seems like quite the eccentric dude, and uh, probably really knows his shit when it comes to music. And I, I would love to uh, I'd love to hear what he's playing on there and everything. You know. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And again, I mean, if you're in New York City, that is uh, that'd be pretty rad to go see that. And who? I mean, I believe he still lives in New York, if I'm not mistaken, or around there. So I mean, probably a good chance David Johansson is also there at the uh, screening. So pretty rad stuff there. But that is going to be it for music news, and that is going to be the August 2022 rundown of the Power Chord Hour podcast. Hopefully, a little better than the July one. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I jumped on. It was still, I don't even remember how long it was, but, you know, we, we skipped the music news and, uh, you know, just kind of jumped on real quick to give you one for that week. But I feel like this week we got to get a little more into it. So that was rad. If you want to follow the show, stay connected with us. We are at Power Chord Hour on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a follow if you will. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this. It helps out a lot. And please tell a friend about us as well. Um, you'll see in the link below, you know, if you would like to to uh, donate to the show, there's a link to our PayPal. You know, um, definitely, definitely not expected, but definitely appreciated. If you can send something our way, you know, the show is uh, not cheap to do. I don't make shit off of it, but I put a lot of shit into it. So uh, if you'd like to donate, you can uh, click that link on down there. And uh, we'll be back next week with Komodos. That'll be our last one while I take a break for four weeks to go to Alaska. But uh, then we'll then we'll get it all revamped again in October and uh, really, really go hard the last couple of months of uh, 2022. But until then, for the Power Court Hour podcast, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thank you so much for listening.